Rocky did have a montage in that classic movie, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Good morning, listeners. It's Matt and Kira, Friday morning breakfast, RPFM, moving the microphones, making noise through the radio. I enjoy it. How are you, darling? I'm excellent, thank you. How about yourself? I am good as well. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we should speak like this all the show. This is a great way to talk. Some people think it sounds like I'm reading off a, a bit of paper, <laughs> but I am not. This is all ad lib. <laughs> uh, I love those wedding speeches where they're reading off the bit of paper. It's like when I first met Jono, it yes. was like I was like, just say it. I just love it. Say it from the heart, darling. I love it. I get very upset. Uh, we've got a good show for everyone listening today. Yes. We've got an interview with it's really Andy, exciting Andy Kent from uh, UMI. I am you. UMI. This was our uh, first. I would say larger, large, like, larger interview. We're not going to prioritize due to their success. We're not going to prioritize that they are a better I will. artist. I will. I will. I'm going to prioritize. We've had interviews with some beautiful artists, we but have. this one was pretty epic. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty. You went all raspy then. I know because I was. Tr- I don't know what happened. <laughs> Radio Land wanted me to be all like intense. I'm going to try and bring back. I haven't done it for a couple of weeks now because just because of time restraints, really. Yeah. I'm going to try and do a social crime. It might be a second um, six degrees of separation one because it happened to. I've got two of them. Happened to two friends of mine, um, but I think I'm going to relive their stories through through the radio for them because they can't do it I themselves because like they've got no legs. Um, <laughs> We're going to be talking about. <laughs> so the Andy Kent, we've got the cover off. I think I lost again this week, which is just sad for me, really. I'm, I'm losing more than I'm winning nowadays, which is, it's, it's a disappointment. I've noticed when I wait to like the last minute to pick my cover off song, that's when I win. Okay. So have you got anything to say this week? I'm still, I have like a list, a go-to, but yeah. I haven't locked in Eddie. Okay. Okay. I was winning for a little bit and then they, you know, you got me at the a post. A little bit winning. I was a tortoise in the hair. I'm like, I'll get you at the end. I never did. Stick around. Matt and Kira, Friday morning breakfast. All right. Yes. 98.7. Bit of Foster the People for your Friday was that morning breakfast. Foster the People? Yeah, I thought that was your pick. I thought you picked that. I love Foster the People. I don't know no, that wasn't. song. No, I think I've got the wrong. No, it was Foster the People. Weird. Yeah. Is it new? I don't know. I, I swear you picked it. You're like, why don't you play this on the radio? You know, I just made that up. No, I did. I've put Foster the Paper in. Foster the Paper. Foster the Paper. Netflix. Netflix. Back to the Netflix. It's, it's coming on to Christmas. And we do love our Netflix. They're putting a lot of Christmas stuff on there, but that's not a show that you've been smashing out. What have well, you been Well, it watching? is kind of, sort of, but not. Okay. So my daughter and I love the show Nailed It, mm. which essentially is... Um, it. A prof- it. Yeah, a professionally designed and baked dessert good. Okay. So it's like, is it like that Zumbo that thing? beautiful. Probably something to that effect. And then they Zumbo. bring on three contestants that are just never. Now, I'm a skeptical kind of guy. Yeah. Do you ever think it's they're not really that bad and they're just trying to, you know, make it bad for the, for the you know, like, oh. You know, whenever they have like the world's yeah. world's worst yeah. drivers and then they have like someone trying to get that. And it's like, are they really that bad? Yeah. I mean, look, there's a level of that for sure. But I, I like the way the show's set up because it's <laughs> like they had one of their guest judges go, oh, hang on, I've got to skip out and pick up my kids from school. And okay. the other judges are going, wait, is, what? Is, is he coming back? Like what's going on? Well, he just left mid-show. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is the nailed it of TV shows. Like the guest judge, <laughs> where is he? That's random. I, I like it. It's funny though, um, but they've brought out a Christmas 
a Christmas, a Christmas, Christmas variety oh, of, okay. it, of Christmas goods. See, I don't know. That's what I mean. I, I was watching one the other day. I flicked to it. It was like the Australia's Worst or like Last Last Chance Learners or something. Oh, yeah. Ugh. And again, like that gen- with the generation that and they were older people, so it's not like they were kids, but okay. it's like that everyone gets a trophy kind of generation. Mm. You know, there's no winners. We don't keep score. Mm. Like they were trying to reverse parallel park and they'll hit the car behind them and they'll hit the car in front of them. And they're like, well done, John. Only four mistakes on that one. And everyone's like, woo, yeah, only four mistakes. I'm like, that is not good. No. One mistake Real is bad. Real world is actually you've just hit two cars. Yeah. Now you've got to get out and write your name yeah. down. Or pretend and like you're writing your name down you'll anyway. Be like, like, you're not one of those have you seen Have you seen those <laughs> notes where it's like, uh, I wrote this because everyone was staring at me. Oh, uh, no. I apologize for hitting your car. No, I've, uh, I've never, I've, I've left one note. I did reverse into someone once and yeah. I left a note and they never called me. Oh. It was like directly out of front of my house as well. And mm. I hit it hard. Really? And yeah, they never called? See. Well, I used to have this little kind of girly four-wheel drive thing and it was really hard to see out the back for some reason. Like I yeah. had a big, had the spare wheel on the back and I couldn't see anything. And there was never a car there usually because my driveway was just, it was literally just a driveway. You couldn't, you know, there was no maneuverability. Yeah. So I just came out, whoop, because... You know, there was traffic, so it was whoop, and then bang, and then, oh, no. And then mm. some guy walking a dog like, you better leave a note, mate. I'm like, if I was a tougher person, I would tell you to get stuffed. But I didn't. I was like, <laughs> okay, I will. I will. Yes, I will. Because <laughs> I'm a big wuss, you know. And I, I, I did feel bad. It was a genuine accident, but what, what can you do? I left a note. They never called me back. No. You know? It's on them now. It's on them. It is on them now. Ball's in their court. Long story short, Watch nailed it <laughs> for the Christmas know. version. Maybe Good, fa- fine family fun. Yeah. Um, Get yes. on board. <laughs> it's great. You've sold me. <laughs> I wish the way I was living. Um, PFM. That's right. Um, so I've had a bit of a bad run with um, spillages and um, bad things happening to me in the car. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I don't know. Did you drive yesterday? Did I? I don't, I don't know. know. That's, that, that's, that is the question. Yes, I the, did. The, the, the roads were terrible yesterday. Like, terrible. I don't yeah. know if it was because it's raining, so everyone has to freak out. It's always the way. Uh, <laughs> 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 Where's this morning? You sounded like an old lady there. That's always <laughs> the way, isn't it? Oh. Um, that's four weeks of tonsillitis right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you were, yeah, when you were fully sick a couple of weeks ago. Fully sick. <laughs> um, yeah, you were actually dying and, you know. You got no empathy from me, like, ah, you'd be all right. Um, yeah, the roads were shocking yesterday. Uh, I got a coffee and I was distracted when I was leaving Southland. So I just put it on my center console. Now, normally I would put a coffee in the console, mm-hmm. but I just left it on there because I was distracted for some reason. <laughs> Started driving, getting crap drivers on the road. Drivers hit the brakes way too hard in front of me, even though, like, you can see the traffic building up and the. I couldn't see past the person that had... Always know, a big car. Yeah, tinted window so you can't see through their window. Damn. Slammed on the brakes. Coffee went everywhere. You know, and I've got one of those takeaway cups and it happened to be, you happened to land, you know, with the mouthpiece down, didn't it? Mm. So I'm trying to reach across and then there's... Uh, it's a whole drama. Then... You're glad the lid didn't come off. No, I am. Yes, I know that could have been ultimate. But now my car kind of smells like coffee constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like delightfully... But it's like mixed with carpet and BO. Yep. So it's it's not a pleasant smell. It's okay. like it's like you know, wash your car by Christian Dior. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was driving. I was singing because I've got the voice of an angel, and I had one of those ones where you're like, da, da, da. <coughs> right? Yeah. And then like the little chunk of phlegm, <laughs> and you have to spit it out because now it's like in your mouth. It's not in the back of your throat. And I can't spit. 
I'm a very girly spitter. I spit like Rose from the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Kate Winslet. I need Leo to teach me how to spit. Mm-hmm. So I ran down my window <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here we go. And I know some guys like, a, and they can get it really, you know, really good, like a spitball. Mm-hmm. And I went mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, yeah, nailed that. Went up the window, cruising along a little bit later. And then I like touched my shoulder for some reason. <laughs> and it's just a giant green gooby. Oh, Hanging oh. off my shoulder. No, 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 no. And I didn't have any tissues. My car was smelling oh. like coffee. Got the gooby on the shoulder. It, it turned into an ordeal. I'm not going to lie. How's everyone's stomachs now yeah. after this I story? Because mine's a bit like, oh. yeah, I do apologise for it. It was graphic, but, you know, it needed to be told. You've got issues with your car and driving and... I do, and just living in general. Essentially. No good. Delamitri. Delamitri. Roll to me. Friday morning breakfast. Delamitri. Matt and Kira. Money, Money, Bowstones. Classic. It's a classic song. I love that song. I love PFM. You're back with Matt and Kira. Um, now, Kira, you're telling me about your, uh, what is, that? is it your brother? Yes, it is my brother. Your Braja um, went out and got himself a tattoo. Yes. And you'd class it as... Uh, We've been trying to come up with a word other than bizarre, something a little bit more exotic. It is pretty bizarre, though. Outlandish wasn't, it didn't feel right. <laughs> I'm looking no. now, actually. At some... can, I, can I have a look at the tattoo again? Can you show me? Yes. We'll, we'll put this up on Facebook for everyone. We're going to put it up on Facebook with his permission, I'll add, because it sounds like I'm ragging out on my brother. Well, you kind of are. I kind of am, but with his position. position with, his with his permission. Yeah. Also, it, it, it <laughs> that tattoo, it, honestly, it deserves to be ragged on. Okay, so I want to describe it for the listeners. <laughs> So Hang it's, on, first and foremost, we're about to do you know, on his body. it's on his thigh. Do you know <laughs> what it is, who it is, yes, first and foremost? Yes, I know what it is, and it's from a specific movie as well, yes. isn't it? So it's a it's a, it's a, a very, I would say, poorly <laughs> drawn picture of Bill Murray <laughs> with a pipe in his mouth and a beanie on with a beard. <laughs> it's from Dr. What is it, Dr. Z- Doctor Zavigo or something. It's a it's a Wes Anderson movie. I'll let you say. I don't even know. I'm just I, like. I, I'm gonna look up what it's from. The Life Aquatic. It's called. Okay. The Life Aquatic with Doctor something. So it's from a movie as well. It's not even just like, hey, I like Bill Murray in general. <laughs> it's like I like Bill Murray in a specific movie so much. I'm gonna get a giant poorly drawn Bill Murray <laughs> on my thigh. What the hell? Ah, uh, it's. It's it's too, the the lines are too thick. Yeah, it's just like it looks like someone's drawn it in texture. <laughs> anyway, so that's a very. I kind of enjoy like he's very. My brother's very quirky. Mm. Um, he's got on his on one of his arms. He's got like a, a great white shark with really? a monocle and a top hat and a pipe. What? Two because he likes what Monopoly and sharks. I don't. Well, he loves sharks. Have you seen? There's a new Monopoly out there. Is it a shark one? No, because you know why they release Monopoly for everything. So it's like, hey, Tuesday Monopoly. You're like, try yeah. playing Tuesday I've got, Monopoly. I've got a Geelong Cats Monopoly. Exactly. Well, there's every version of everything. There's like a Melbourne Melbourne one. There's a Ooh. Sydney one. There's a guy. He's like, Jesus, how many? But now they've got Cheaters Monopoly. What? Yeah. So the aim of the game is to actually cheat. <laughs> I like it. I like it's it. It's encouraged. Because, you know, if you're the banker, just slip yourself a couple of cheeky notes. Who's going to know? It's encouraged <laughs> it's in this encouraged. game Because That's the way I play best. Because over Christmas, Everyone maybe, should be a banker. That's right. <laughs> I know I'm never the banker. I'm the guy that flips the board when he doesn't get the two most expensive ones. Not, <laughs> also, there's certain people, like, as you get older, it, it changes a lot when, from when you're a kid when you play Monopoly. 
because when you were when you when you were a kid, I feel like the the adults kind of like let you win a little bit. Yes. But when you start playing with your friends, when you get a bit older, and especially if they're ruthless, which my friends are, it's it's not as enjoyable. They they burn around the board, they're buying up everything, and then I'm stuck with you know the two crappy ones at the front with not even a set, and then they hang deals over my head like you know do you want to swap me your you know your three buildings for like twenty bucks because. <laughs> In the game, I'm so desperate. I'm about to t- start turning tricks on the street. It's suddenly like full on underground. Yeah, it's you know, I was about to you know start selling my body for drugs at the night in the night, and then they're like, "Well, <laughs> to come back and use the profits for Monopoly." Exactly. Either, either that or mortgage my house, and I'm I'm not going to no, do that. No, you can't do that. I'm stoop that low, and I like just hanging out in jail as well. <laughs> Especially when you're getting rent. Especially when you know you're going to get out. Absolutely. Just all you got to do is roll, is roll, roll snake eyes and you're yeah, out. Yeah, that's it. Or a double of any sort. Roll a double, isn't it? Yeah. God, I haven't played Monopoly in ages. There's always a mini fight. You know, no one wants to be the uh, the iron. Oh, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, 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 the little it's, Scottish dog's really cute. Now, I always pick the car. Mm. Or the horse, I don't mind the horse. Scottish dog. Thimble? No one wants to be the thimble. It's either like really crap stuff or like the best. <laughs> it's like instead of like a horse, there's like, you know, there's no cat. But there's a dog and a thimble. Is there a top hat? There's no. a top hat. There yeah, is. I like the top hat as well. Top hat? Yeah, because I'm classy. See, and that's probably what my brother thought when he put a top hat on his shark tattoo with a monocle. Yeah, have you got a picture of the shark tattoo as well? No, but I'll tag. So I'm going to put up on our Facebook page oh. his Bill Murray tattoo. You know and, who would um, hate that specifically? Uh, my friend Tim would hate that because he hates Bill Murray. Oh, well, there you go, Tim. Oh, All for you. And encourage listeners to put up there and i've used the word eccentric because i feel like that tattoos. works yeah actually that's probably your eccentric tattoo let me ask you a question is the is the tattoo facing him or is it facing away from him facing away so he so can't even enjoy the, the murrayness if he was to be wearing jocks and standing up mm. bill murray's looking at your kneecap so yeah bill murray's upright for me yeah if he's standing up yeah and i met his crutch yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, is that Bill Why Murray? are you on your knees, Matt? Well, you know, I, I like to, I like some tats. I like to look at tats. But do get involved in this. Any eccentric eccentric tattoos, chuck them on. Have a look at Bill Murray. It is uh, with my brother's permission, I will say, and I'll tag him in, and hopefully he'll share with us his yeah, monocle shark. I'd, I'd be too selfish. I'd want to get it facing me. Yeah, to enjoy all me. the glory. Same as back tattoos. Like, yeah, they look great, but you can never see them yourself. No. So I think if I got a tattoo, I'd be like, I want to check it out myself. That's fair. It's for me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I That's know. fair. I've got a combi. I wouldn't say that's eccentric, would you? No, not really. In the best way, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But get amongst it. Tag yeah. people who have got Facebook. dodgy tattoos and Absolutely. get amongst it. <laughs> Living it up, Ja Rule. That's right. You're back with Matt and Kira Friday morning breakfast. Um, so I've got a mediumly bad disaster story that happened. Talk to it's me. It's not really a disaster story, but it, it, it didn't end very well for me. So I was house-sitting for, for the last couple of days, down mm-hmm. in Langwarren. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends that I know, Tom and Carla, that's Phil's auntie and uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got a nice little house. They've got a nice little kitten. Best kitten I've ever seen in my whole life. Excuse me? It was like the bomb. What about my three cats? They're not kittens. They once were. Yeah, well, <laughs> not when I met them. Yeah, because I get I adopt got, them like, the when they're cat adults. The yeah, Jim's huge. huge. He's a big boy. He'll crush your legs he with does. with with or without a Bill Murray tattoo on it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm housing the cat, best cat ever. So it's a little kitten, and it's like affectionate. Normally, kittens aren't that you know affectionate. They're Usually, they just want to play. Yeah. yeah, 
even when he did play, claws are in, da da da, went all great. I'm literally about to leave, right? And I kind of got the sense that they're they're a bit clean freaky, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just about to leave, and I don't know if you've tried these before, Bundaberg um, in the glass bottle. It's like you can get passion fruit or cream in soda or whatever. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah, ginger beer. Yeah. They've got the pool tab. Yeah. Yeah. Pool. yeah. So I'm about to leave, and I'm grabbing that from the fridge, and I'm just about to put it in my bag on the bench. One of them falls out, smashes everywhere. Glass everywhere. <clears throat> Red liquid everywhere. It looked like someone had just been murdered, and I'm literally about to walk out the door. So I'm frantically, you know, I was I was I was running on time, and then now I'm tr- fr- trying to now frantically clean. Yeah. The shards of glass gone in my hands. Yeah. It's getting all in there, sponge and everything. I'm like, I'm gonna have to throw away the sponge. So anyway, I, and then I debated to be like, because I thought I cleaned it up pretty well. I'm not very good at cleaning, in my in my defense. I don't know, is that the thing? <laughs> uh, so I thought I cleaned it up all right. Didn't mention it anything to them because I'm mm-hmm. like, if I did a good enough job, they won't even really know. Mm-hmm. And then at like nine o'clock last night, I got a message from. Tom saying, cream and soda, huh? And I was like, oh, no. I was like, what? Was the floor sticky? And he's like, yeah. And there were shards of glass. And I was like, oh, oh. So I went like four or five days, house is spotless. Literally 30 seconds before I'm about to leave, smash a bottle of glass right in the kitchen. And you can't leave shards of glass with little kitten. Because little kitten will and, get them in their and, little and, and like leading up to that, we've been talking a fair bit. So I should have just dropped the phone call. But I was running late now because I'm mm-hmm. behind. And then I kind mm-hmm. of forgot and then I'm like, if I did a good enough job, I've got away with it. But I didn't. Mm-mm. I got busted. Always fess up. I know. So bad though. Always fess up. It happened to me once. I was uh, house sitting for another couple of uh, friends and I, sh- I just shut the fridge. Mm. And they had some sort of liquid, I think it was for the cats or something. It was really, really expensive. Psh, smashed everywhere as well. And I'm like, I just shut the fridge. Like, sure you did. And I'm like, I did. You know, when it's one of those things where literally it's like, you had nothing to do with it, but yet you're the worst person in the world. Mm-hmm. Because the people I was house sitting for at one time, I also threw up on their kitchen table. Oh my god! <laughs> and their kitchen table was on carpet, and it was a Guinness throw up. It was Guinness throw up. So it like, oh. yeah, it was not. <laughs> it's not a pretty sight. I don't think that you're actually going to get any more house. No, now. probably not. I'm, well, I'm actually house sitting on Friday and Saturday down oh. Morty as well. <laughs> um, now this next. What are you going to smash there? I don't know. I'll try and destroy something. <laughs> I might just have a pee in the lounge room and see what happens. Um, now this like next artist, yes. Kezra. Do you know Kezra? Kezra. Kezra is uh, well. She's been around for a little while actually. It's Sarah Rezek, and she's rebranded herself as Kezra and changed up her last name to Kezra. Legally, um, legally, that's her uh, performance name now. Stage name. Stage name. Hmm. Um, so her, like one of her singles. Uh, I don't want to be any. I can hear. <laughs> I know it. It's yeah. in my head, but it's still in the morning. Um, the single she released last year was actually produced by Molly Meldrum. Mm. So she's pretty epic. She's <laughs> she well, she's an incredible she's, talent. I'm known for my epicness. She's an incredible talent, and um, so she's just released a song. I think she put the I'm film missing you. Missing you. I think she put the film clip up maybe a, oh, I don't know. I want to say two weeks ago. Film clip. Um, and yeah, apparently it was played on MTV last night, got picked up. So this is pretty big for a local artist and and I know her and she's lovely and, um, we're going to get her in the studio next year. She'll be excited to come in and play something for us. Sounds good. So we're going to play Kezra's new song, Missing You. Yeah. Stick around. And, um, keep an eye on her and find her on Facebook because she's going to go far. She's going to blow up. There you go. Bit of Kezra. What did you think? I liked it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I have to get her in the studio. 
she had to give me her phone number. It's going to be a whole thing. Mm, she's um, got a she's got a gorgeous boyfriend. Really? So does he have a leg tattoo of Bill Murray though? Well, she, no, but she she <laughs> is absolutely sensationally beautiful herself. So really? They're like a power couple. You know those good-looking oh, couples couple. and you're like, oh. Yeah. I usually stop. hate those people. So. I know. You stop and like bask in their beauty and go, oh, I'll just carry on now. Yeah. <laughs> just stop mid-walk. <laughs> oh, oh, screw yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you think about this Kevin Hart thing? Have you heard about Kevin Hart? What do you, what do you So for the listeners out there that don't know, Kevin Hart got it. He was going to host the Oscars. And then he got in trouble for tweets that he tweeted, like you know, 2011 or something that were I slightly heard it was homer. Even longer ago, is that? Am I wrong? Uh, oh no, 2011. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. Yeah. We're in 2018 we now. Are. Yeah, I need it to remember last that. Week. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on that? So basically, he, he tweeted uh, Some homophobic. homophobic. But uh, what, uh, is it that homophobic? I is don't it, know what the tweets is, were. Is it homophobic if you say? Uh, I don't know. There's a comedian that um, there was uh, Bill Burr. I don't know. I, I mentioned him before on the show, but yeah. there's a, there's a bit that he does where he saw two guys kissing, mm-hmm. and he like turned around, and he saw it, and he was like, oh geez, and he pulled a bit of a face, and whoever he was with is like, oh, that's really offensive. You can't do that, and it's like, well, just because I, he goes, I don't care if they get married or anything. I just wasn't ready for it. Like sometimes, oh gosh, isn't that that fine line? Um, I think it's offensive if he was to turn around and then put in his two cents and, and throw shade at them. That's what oh I mean. my gosh, I just sounded so American. Throw shade. <laughs> Period. But he's, it's his own insecurities that gave him that reaction. But that's what I mean. He was saying, uh, you know, because, and then he likened it to feet. You know, he goes, you know, you know, Looking some people love feet. <laughs> and he goes, you know, I, I, I don't want to see anyone's feet. It doesn't mean I hate feet and I want feet to be. I kind of get funny if anyone's just macking on. Well, that's what I mean. Near me. Yeah. If I turn around and someone's full on going in for the patch, I'm like, oh, God. I, I do think it is a bit stupid, especially if you're well known, to put borderline things Agreed. that do require tone. Agreed. Like we were talking about the other song, that the other week about that rapey, rapey song. Yeah, rapey. <laughs> You've got to be. So also, there's versions of that song where the girl's singing it and the, the guy's, you know, the guy okay. wants to leave and the girl's like, baby, it's cold outside. And he's okay. like, oh, i got to go. She's like, have a little something to drink. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's a bit stupid because there's no tone in text. No, it will be interpreted yeah. as the reader decides. Yeah, and if you, I think he put something like if my son was gay, then I would, something mm, like something that. Something or other. Which is a bit stupid. But on the flip side, that it's is. like, I don't know. Do, well, apparently, I was I did a little listening. Apparently, he then came out and apologized. He came out. He came out. <laughs> I paused came there out. strategically. Yeah. No, and apologized, and um, has since sort of I, I don't know learnt a bit more and and had found more respect for that community. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I, maybe if he was known to be very homophobic continuously right up until you know currently. Yeah. Absolutely, don't encourage him. I think. I think. Uh, well, I, the thing that I don't get about all this stuff is, no matter what it is, it's like, do, do the gay community have like, like obviously they've got a sense of humour, and again, it's a subsect in the subsect, and it's usually people that are straight. Yeah, that are, that are talking up. on it's their like, behalf. You can't do that. Yeah, and the gay people are like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. yeah. Dude, we've got a thicker skin than that. We've yeah. had, you know, try living. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like some tweet from you know twelve years ago is going to come back and yeah. be like, I can't function. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think, but I I do think also it's just stupid to put anything that's borderline. I, I think it's pretty harsh to, to bring up someone's stuff from like seven years ago, eight years ago and be like, you said that once. 
Because yeah. like, even on Facebook, like it comes up with your old stuff. Yeah, and sometimes you're like, why did I even yeah. weigh in on that? Yeah, it's like, that was just stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think there's the overreaction of like, we're going to dump the whole everything. We're going to dump you, you're gone. Yeah. It's a bit like that. I, I, mean, I think Roseanne was, Rose, Roseanne. Oh gosh, don't. That, that one was a, actually, yes. That it, one was actually bad. It was, but. <laughs> but also it's a we're, massive overreaction. People have done worse and their show continues and I love Roseanne. So yeah. personally, I feel victimized. Well, now you've got the Connors. I don't want to hear. You well, I do like. And the John Goodman looks all weird now. I know. What's up with the? He needs weight. I know. He needs. He needs to get his Sally coat back. I need him to be healthy. Yeah. I need him to go on. Have and you prosper. seen the new Connors? Is it yeah, good? I do. Um, I. Do you, you need look. It, to be honest, it is carrying on without her. So okay. good for them. But it is like an entirely different. Like the character, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's, well, it's like different... Seinfeld without Seinfeld or... Yeah, but the characters, it's... I don't know. Did she die in the show? What happened yeah, in the show? Yeah, they killed her off in the show. She's dead. In the show, she actually, which was, I don't know if that was a throwback to because she was apparently, when she tweeted all these yeah. racist things, she was apparently... On like on, sleeping pills or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And had, and had basically... You know, it was basically drug induced, not induced, yeah, but influence. Yeah. She's like, oh, I was high on exactly, which is what she was saying. So I found it funny in the show. She had a heart attack, but then it slowly turns out that she was actually on pills, hoarding medications, really? and that she'd OD. <laughs> I was really? like, oh, that's Gunnery funny. Scene. So they could just remix. Didn't they, the end of the original series wasn't yeah. the whole series a dream or something? Yeah, well, yeah, because when they brought it out again, John Goodman was meant to have, his character was meant to have died. Yeah. And so the end of it. Want, really. And then they're like, oh, no, that was a dream. Yeah. But I don't know. If you like the characters, it, it still continues on. Okay. That's right. It just doesn't have the same. It doesn't of... have Roseanne. Yeah, it's Roseanne. And people Roseanne. have done worse and their shows have carried on. So I was, I don't know. I'm a Roseanne lover. So I was like, mm-hmm. mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty big pull. Yeah. Considering it's a tweet. A hundred percent. But on the flip side, I mean, her one wasn't even funny though. I don't even get it. No. Like, I don't, I don't, I've never, I haven't seen Kevin Hart's ones. They don't seem that funny either. But, no. Um, yeah, at least at least if you're going to be racist. I know. Sexist. At least make it, a, you know, funny for the 50% of the people that are racist and Instead sexist. Instead of everyone going, oh, no, that's just offbeat, yeah. uncalled for. Yeah, pull your whole show. You're off the yeah. air. Anyway, stick around. More with Matt and Kira after this. Sunrise with your much. How are you today? Pretty good. I'm I'm halfway through a gym session. You are the lucky <laughs> you are lucky people that I pulled really? out of it. I don't do that for anybody. Jesus. Oh my goodness! I've Pumping just, some I've iron. Just been through the bike. I've just done the run. Cardio. Hit the, hit the bags <laughs> now, but I'm taking a break to talk to you. Do you have a favourite exercise? <laughs> oh look, I, I I I'm a bit of a boxer. So oh really? It's a box. Remind training, me not to piss you off. <laughs> well, lucky you're on the phone. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you've got some gigs up uh, in... Yeah, so we're talking to you because you're doing the Under the Southern Stars uh, Festival tour and yes. you're coming down our way to the Hastings Foreshore on the 12th of Jan. You guys have the very first one. You're the lucky, lucky first. Mm. Lucky first ones. And it is an exciting lineup. It is really exciting, especially we haven't had something like this down Hastings. So it's uh, it's pretty pretty big for the yeah, peninsula. huge. This is huge. You've got to hype it up. Huge. So huge. <laughs> um, so you've been in the industry for a long time, Andy. A long time. Yeah, Not trying yeah, to make I you feel that. old, but you know. <laughs> well, I am old. Yeah. <laughs> so you started off. You were the uh, you were the sound mixer originally, originally live yeah. for for the yeah. band, and then you got promoted to well, sort of promoted. <laughs> uh, you were originally going to be the guitar player, but you uh, you became the bassist for the for the band. 
Yeah. Is that right? Uh, now I took a pay cut initially. Yeah. <laughs> Would you do you prefer playing the bass or the guitar? Ah, uh, look, you know they're both. But, Depends how you approach them. I mean, if you're just like a shredding guitarist, you just yeah. want to wail guitar solos on your bed all day, you'd probably think the bass is a waste of time. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I see the bass as this integral part of great songwriting. It can be really effective and it's yeah. subliminal one minute. And they're not, you know, it's just, these instruments, both of them are capable of so much. And yeah. The more the more you play both of them, the more you understand what they're capable of amongst all the other, yeah. you know, Musical instruments. So, yeah, the bass is one yeah, of those ones. It's one of the subtle instruments, but when it's not there, you're like, there's something missing. We yeah. need something here. And it's like, you hear the bass by itself, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's what it was missing. And a thick bass yeah. line is just. <laughs> Love a thick bass. It's vibrating, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of people have got loads of bass lines. That's right. Do you, uh, do you have uh, any. Who do you think are the best bass players that you've seen or worked with? Mm. Uh, uh, not including yourself, obviously. Oh, look. That's a hard question. I mean, I you know, know the, everyone's got their different. own way. Yeah. They're all a bit different. You know, some guys just bang through it, but they've got so much energy, it's kind of cool. And, you know, <clears throat> other people like, I don't know, Ben Shepard from Soundgarden, you know, he was pretty yeah, pretty heavy and, you know, different time signatures yeah. and really thoughtful and made that thing really powerful. And, yeah. You know, there's the other base. kind of, you know, and then there's obviously all the soul based players, which, you know, kind of seen but not played with them. You have toured before with Hoodoo Gurus. Yeah. Um, have you toured before with any of the others on the lineup? Um, so we've got the Eskimo Joe, the Super Jesus. It, it, Super Jesus we haven't. I think we played with them once. We played in, in Los Angeles once and they ordered us. I think we are doing an American, North American tour mm-hmm. and that might happen. Um, Killing Heidi, No. No. Um, but um, who gurus we've done a lot of touring with. Yeah. Um, when they were kind of huge in the early 90s, 90s and we yeah. were just a bunch of kids, they took us out on these dates, which went to like 45 dates. Australia. Really? So they really, they really kind of showed us how you do it originally. Yeah. And, you know, we do go out every now and then do regional tours together. Both kind of got decent profile. And, yeah. And, you know, we like each other's company, so that, that's easy. And Eskimo Joe's supported us on a journey into maybe 10 years ago. <clears throat> oh, cool. Yeah. So we know everybody, and it'll be, you know, everyone will kind of walk in and hang out. Yeah. be a good, good vibe. Good you vibe. Know. <laughs> I would a give anything to be backstage for yeah. that, I'll tell you. You can get a press pass. You can <laughs> well, it's, it's easy to do. I'll just give you a press pass. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'll see you there. VIP. She'll um, be the drunk girl. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, on, I was also going to say as well, you seem to be on all of the greatest lineup festivals that I've – I love a festival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I do. I love a DVD of the festival as well so that mm. you can recap the moment for years to come. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, so you've, ha- you've been a star enrolling in so many festivals and I think that that's probably been really great for you to be generational, if you like, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, you know, and your music sort of heard by all yeah. all the generations, you know, from nineties until now. My five year old will actually sing Berlin Chair. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes goodness. indeed. Yeah. 
And <laughs> so thank you for that because that makes me the cool mum. Yeah, exactly. Well, it depends if you enjoy your, your, your kids singing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it might just be yeah. like, oh, God, can we get them something nah. a bit sweeter, honey? You yeah, know? nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> So you, you you played a lot of festivals. You you actually part. Or were you in the band when you when they play when you guys played the first big day out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that how how I was? Think, could you see it evolving to what it became? Or I think we did seven of them. Really? Seven tours, seven big day out tours. I think. And is there any? Yeah, the, sorry. The first one was um, first one was pretty. You know, they, you know, they, they became quite industrial. You know, really yeah. big. Yeah, you know, like fucking many cities with yep. tons of, you know, it was, they became really big. The, the very first one in Sydney was a novelty. You know, people kind of rolled in and was like, "Yeah, well, what's this? A whole <laughs> bunch of bands on the same day in this open area? What's all this about?" Like, yeah. you know, there's obviously been famous, you know, huge outdoor concerts over time, but this yeah. was in the Royal kind of agricultural kind of area and things all old and one shed had a stage and there was an outdoor stage and yeah. the Gordon Pavilion had a stage. So a little bit more rustic. Walking around and, then, and there was hardly any food, like dag with dogs and yeah. pies and yeah. kind of stuff, you know. No, yeah. no craft beer and beers or anything. Yeah. So, no um, brew am I? <laughs> no brew am I, I know, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I remember a, a friend of mine, comes up to me and she goes, I just walked past Kurt Cobain, like oh he's just wandering around. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Would have been weird, it, it but... Was, oh, sorry. It was, it, it was just kind of a very relaxed music community yeah. vibe. It didn't have the kind of enormity that it kind of grew to get. You know? Yeah, the commercial side of things. I yeah. love those stories. And and you've also played Lollapalooza and a lot of other gigs as well. Do, do, do they have different vibes? Are they all kind of the same after a while? Or do they, you know, depending on the city, depending on the lineups, does it change? Or depends on the people that go to it, you know, like Reading Festival in the UK or um, Glastonbury. You know, they're very entrenched yeah. um, audiences that go every year. And, you know, they're well up for it, <clears throat> but they understand the rules and that. You yeah. know, the lineup's big, and they just get into it. You know, say Lollapalooza. Yeah. Very Midwestern crowd, you know, very yeah. white, <laughs> very kind of... Damn white so, people. So, yeah, they, but I remember we played somewhere in, you know, bumfuck Idaho or whatever, and um, we looked out, and I was like, wow, this is like all college, white college kids. Yeah. And next on stage, on the main stage, was Wu-Tang Clan. I said, I have to see this. So, so I got up to the stage, yeah. and Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang were just winding these dudes up. But yeah. the dudes, of course, you know, white guys in America think they love hip-hop, especially yep. back then. Yep. So they're getting right into it, but they're also not enjoying all these black guys going, you know what, you motherfuckers kind of thing. <laughs> and then they had, Wu-Tang had security guards for Super Spoken. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they, and they came out for either side of the stage and just blasted the crowd with these things. So it's just wild. And they're just taking it. <laughs> well, they, they didn't know what to do. It's pretty wow. funny. So. You don't mess with Wu-Tang. That's that's just a rule. That's rule number one. You just take it. Now you you just actually take it from the tang, yeah. <laughs> so you're actually born in New Zealand. Yeah, uh, we. Yeah. No, I was going to say, well, oh, no. Australia have a, a thing where if you're talented, that we just claim you as ours. Um, yeah. So do you still consider yourself a Kiwi or an Aussie? Well, I don't know. If you grew up in Australia and got to seventeen and then moved to 
you, you know, the Ukraine, and, and they asked you later in life, are you Ukrainian? You'd probably say, well, I was born in Australia, mate, and I follow the Australian cricket team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where you grow up is where you grow up, and you don't, you never lose that. So. Yeah. But, you know, I've lived in Sydney for a long time. And, yeah. You know, I love Sydney. I'm not going anywhere. And But, you know, I grew up in New Zealand. I've got fond memories. So. Yeah. I'm an, I'm an international kind of guy. I you suppose, are. Right? I like that. I was actually going to ask go. you about that as well. You've, you've recorded a couple of albums. You guys have recorded a couple of albums in the States. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there much of a difference, uh, like, recording overseas? Yeah. As opposed to Australia, or? what's the draw? I'm I've always been interested. What the draw is to actually leave Australia and and go and do the recording overseas? Is it because there's is it the producers over there? Is it who you're working with? Is it an experience so that you can look back and say, you know, we did that in New York? Well, the first Lee Ronaldo from is a guitarist from Sonic Youth without yep. touring, and we said to him, you know, come and do some recording with us in Sydney. So. He did that, and it went really well. And he said, why don't you come to America and um, we'll record, you know, a record. Yeah. And the exchange rate was such, and the studios were had accommodation built in, and they were, you know, they're a bit cheaper for some reason, and you get a bit more bang for your buck. And yeah. So anyway, you know, we thought, why not? Sounds like as, as the young guys, it was an experience that we just wanted to have. Yep. But it also kind of made sense from a point of view of trying to sell the record to American record company, having an American producer with a known kind of name, or at least, you know, being yep. Ronaldo. All of it made sense, so we just did that. The next record, we were touring in America, and we knew we had to start recording, <clears throat> and we literally got to the end of a 40-day tour, and we were in New York, and we said, we're like, okay, well, this is book a studio. Okay. Let's just go in next week. Yeah. Yep. Start, or rather than sitting around getting on, you know, numerous con- conference calls with management and record companies, like, what's our strategy? Where is our planning? <laughs> it's like, well, hold on a minute. Yeah. So we just said, we don't want to hear about any of you guys. We're just going to go straight down to Green Street in Soho, where they made all the hip hop records, the yeah. <laughs> Black Planet, and all this kind of stuff. And we just basically got some time in there, and we just made a record in two weeks. That's really? so that cool. It. Smash it well, out. Well, yeah, just walked out the door and went, there you go, done. Yeah. <laughs> so, it. you know, circumstances usually dictate it, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Well, we're going to just have a break now and play one of your songs. For those of us listening at home, we're going to chuck on some Berlin Chair. Yep. And we'll be back to you with more from Andy after this. RPPFM, we're back with Andy Kent from UMI. Um, Andy, question. Yes. yes. So... You had the strokes open for you back in 2001, I want to say. Um, have you, through your years, have you seen any bands where you were surprised that they blew up versus, um, you know, bands that you were, um, thought that weren't very good that got big? You know what I mean? So basically, yeah. bands that you thought that were not that talented became huge and yeah. vice versa. Bands that you thought deserved more attention than they really got. There's a long list, and I won't even start with people. But <laughs> yeah, okay. This, this is what this is what the word diplomacy is all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and then oh, look, we we, ha- we have played with some rubbish bands, and often it's because I don't know why actually. But I, I've got to <laughs> say that we 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 have always picked our sport bands always. Okay. And they've been the Vines, they've been Eskimo Joe, they've been Powderfinger, they've yep. been, 
you know, you name it, they've been the band. Oh, it, Tame Impala, you know yeah. what I mean? So oh, wow, yeah. we kind of know what we like and we'll put them on the road and <clears throat> have a relationship with them because you tour and you respect what they do and hopefully they respect what you do, which is usually the case. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's part of a growing process of any band to go out and tour with a yeah. band that's bigger than them. So, you know, it's, yes. it's nice to do. So we've been lucky that we've been able to, you know, pick our own bands and tour with bands that we like. And yeah. you have very good taste. We've, they've all gone on to do well for one reason or another. Yeah. 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 I'd like to think the common denominator there is you guys. That's, yeah. Well, that's nice. They can thank yeah. you for your you should, career. You should get 10%. For their career. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, just thank you for anything. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Vines, you actually played on their uh, 2006 album. Uh, did, how, how did that come about? Was that just like a uh, jump on the album or did was it planned? or? Oh, I think Craig wanted me to play on it, basically. Yep. Um, I like so I went in and did a week with them, and he'd been a bit erratic. Well, not erratic, but a bit, <laughs> um, you know, the focus in the studio hadn't been... Um, Laser. Well, once I, it's funny, once I, I, we went in there, we got a good week done, and then I said, okay, well, I'm out, I don't need to be there for the rest of it. Okay. But I think yeah. Craig wanted me around, so management were like, can you go back in, please? I'm like, mate, i got to see if I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so, yeah. just drop in every day, just go in there, hang out. Yeah. I don't know, I, I think... Often, you know, there's a situation where someone comes in and they might be a, you know, a positive energy in a room. And mm. especially if I'm not invested in the band 100%, yeah. I can just be like, hey, this is good. Or, yeah. you know, I think there's a bit of a balance to it all. Yeah. So, but I really like that experience. I think, you know, Craig is, those guys are all lovely. Love them a lot. Yeah. Craig is, is a highly talented individual. He was doing stuff so I was, as we were doing takes. I thought, what is he singing? This is weird. And yeah. then I realised, oh, he's playing the take as a record, you know, to record it. But he's singing the weird, the harmony that makes no sense on its own. Uh, okay. It only makes sense with the main vocals. So, yeah. But he can hear it in his head. Most people can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And and uh, was that is that quite is that quite different to working with Tim? Like, how do you guys work together usually? Is it is it a, you know, do you do you, do you present a song to him or do you write together or how does that work? Oh, look, there's always, there's some songs, Tim will write some songs kind of like, oh, here's a song I have on a guitar in mind, I have all the lyrics. Yep. And then we get into that and that will, it'll change because of what everyone brings to it. Other times it'll be, you know, a few riffs and, and chords and maybe not yep. a fully formed song and we'll kind of work on it, you know. Okay. Some things, depending on the, so the re- input of others, change into something better or maybe they, they yeah. we, we kind of realise, oh, that actually doesn't work, you yeah. know. Yeah. So. Just pick whatever's best. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and each band member, they know their craft, so they can come in and add to it, you know, only the way that they know how, you know. Yeah. It's, That's it's right. That and everyone way. sees things slightly differently. No one sees that particular thing the same way and so... They might, someone might approach it thinking, well, it's kind of like a country rock vibe. And so yeah. Some other guy might be like, no way, it's like a, you know, like yeah. a late 70s, like, stoner rock track. Yeah. It's like, well, okay. And then you keep going with it and it turns into something else. Yeah. You know? So I was going to ask you as well, like, because you guys came up, uh, I know you won the ARIA for a best alternative album, rock album. Uh, is that Was that a weird time where alternative rock was you know coming of age was did were you guys aware of it or was it just something that you were just playing music that you liked and it happened people happened to like label it as something else well that's it you know the music industry 
you know, creative industries historically have quite sharp changes. Yeah. You know, the late 70s in the UK, the 70s had become, all those bands were kind of, sort of overgrown and bloated. And, yeah. And then, you know, and then the Thatcher years yeah. stirred up a lot of discontent, which then, you know, energised a whole bunch of bands. And all of a sudden, you know, these garage bands, punk rock bands played in little pubs, all yeah. of a sudden they just resonated yeah. due to what was going on. And, you know, same with that whole kind of grunge thing. Yeah. But, you know, we were all into that music. That music was what drove all of me and my friends, but all of a sudden it had enough in it yeah. to energise everybody else. Yeah. yeah. There's a new, new... And so the music industry had to kind of react, like, oh, I've got to give it a category. Yeah. Yeah. And it's my favourite category. I kind of lived there. I oh, know, more of a Wu-Tang Clan kind of guy. <laughs> I, li- I, I really live, I honestly live there. I sort of stay in the 90s alt-rock. That's like, You don't have to leave either. I, I, I don't plan to. No. I really don't. And thank well, you. That's, that's, what kept, that's what kept you and my going for this many years. Good, good people like yourself. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, now, I know you probably had this question a thousand times, uh, but I have to ask you. So you've, What's you my got... favourite colour? No. <laughs> Blue, I want to guess. Um, no. <laughs> so you open for The Who and The Stones and Oasis. Now, I'm guessing yeah. uh, The Stones must have been some sort of an influence on you growing up. Did you get a chance to meet them or...? Yeah, yeah, they were, they were, they were very cool. Was that a bit surreal, or because I mean they're like you know, very, they're yeah, icons? They're, you know, you, you've seen the images of them over yeah. your whole life. Yeah, you know, your, your parents are into them kind of thing, and then all of a sudden, yeah. yeah I, I had an embarrassing minute. We had a <laughs> we had a photograph with them. Yep. And as we're sort of chatting, we were kind of hanging out for a while actually, and then they said well, we're going to take a photograph in like fifteen minutes. But yeah, cool. Is everyone cool with a photograph? Yeah, no problem. Yep. So I'm standing, I had my laminate around my neck. Press pass. My pass, my press pass, my pass, and, yeah. and I had a Sharpie in my pocket, and I thought, I'll get Keith's signature. Yeah. So I said, hey, Keith, do you reckon you could sign? We were chatting for a while, and I said, hey, do you reckon you sign this? He goes, he goes, he goes yeah, man, hand it, hand it over. So I, had, I, I kind of like, you know, put it forward in front of him, still around my neck, and he yeah. pulls out the Sharpie, and it's dried out. Oh, And so he's like rubbing it, you know, generously just trying to get it to work. Yeah. And then they went, okay, photo. And oh. he's still like, and he's sitting there the whole room stopped and was watching the Sharpie try to work. Oh. Yeah. And he looks up and he goes, oh, mate, this little baby work. Oh, oh mate, this little baby work. <laughs> I'll get this working. And then finally it's like, oh, it started to work. And he signed it. And he goes, so you got it in the end. <laughs> and we, we, him and I just laughed. Yeah. Like, oh, they, you know, oh I would have chucked him the guitar. That would be worth a fortune now. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the, lem- the lemonade is lost. I don't know where it is. Oh, you lost it. After all of that. It's got to be in a shoebox somewhere, you know. Damn it. Well, I know, Keithy. I'll give him a call and get him to sign another yeah. one for you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, no worries. Awesome. No <laughs> uh, now, another tough question. You probably don't want to answer this, but if you could choose to mm. transfer into a different band, oh, what, God. what band would you transfer into? Free agency, you can swap. Maybe I would... Um... Past or present? Maybe I'll swap out with Duck Dunn yep. and record uh, Aretha Franklin records. Really? Go back to yeah. Motown? Yeah. Well, no, that's Muscle Shoals. That's, that's kind of south. Yeah. Yep. Mississippi, that's where they made those records. I was not expecting that. 
No. Yeah, no, that'd be yeah. good. I like I that. was not expecting that to be your answer. No. I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah, no, those records are amazing. Really? Imagine being in that room, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, for sure. Crazy. So, Andy, I was going to ask you as well, What's the has has the audience changed much over the years? Because obviously the technology's changed a lot. Um, do you find there's a much of a difference in audience reactions? You know, is everyone just on their phones now or do, do you still get people just actually letting loose and rocking out to you guys? Oh, they're not so much on their phone. I, I, that whole phone thing, I think it's the, I think the younger you, you are or the more you think you, this experience is never going to come around again or, yeah. you know, I don't know. Not and, so much, but yeah, there's always a bunch of people who think that, yeah. you know, they're never going to look find at it again, weird. but they think, yeah. they think they've had enough beers, they think, you know, it's yeah. terrible, <laughs> you know. Um, and also, do you, reckon it would, do you reckon it's harder now for musicians or do you think it's easier? Because obviously there's social media and you can, you know, put your songs up on YouTube and there's there's obviously more chances for exposure, but because of that, it's also saturated with artists trying to get on, you know, trying to make it. Do you think it's Very easier? True. Do you think it's easy? Do you think it was easier from when you guys started, or do you think it's probably easier now? Look, I just think it's different. You yeah. know, I think there's the same amount of people probably interested in music. The same amount of people probably play it. Yeah. Um, it's much cheaper to record. It's much yeah. cheaper to distribute. It's much cheaper to communicate. So all those big gatekeepers, which were big media companies, record companies. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with those companies, but. That was they had the mechanism to communicate or distribute or yeah. Yeah. you know whatever. But you, these days, people can just do it themselves yeah. to a very high level. But at, you know, at, 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 you're completely right. That just means that because everyone has a chance and everybody does it. So mm. it's, yeah, um, it's, a, it's, it's harder to find. It's just different, you know. How do you cut through? You just appeal to people. Yeah, you, to, you know, you just be good at what you do and. Yeah, write songs that mean, mean things to people. Or, yeah, you know. And I suppose or, there's no magical answer for that. Want to get it on, you know? Yeah, it's just a certain je ne sais quoi that people have, and people, you know, yeah. they connect with someone, and all of a sudden they're their favorite band. But it's hard. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. Yeah. Um, it's it's I, not an easy thing, but you're right. If you can connect, yeah, then that's everything, and it's kind of cool because it's actually opened up all these avenues to the world stage. So you could be in your garage one day recording, chuck it up on the internet, and you're being played over in London. Mm. You know? Actually, you know what? That is probably the one thing that is doing a disservice to a lot of bands. Because mm. I find that, um, that, yeah, that's it. People are in their bedroom one minute, and the next minute they're expected to... To rock you know, out. To be an actual band, and that takes time. You yeah. It takes many, many shows of understanding how you do it and then how you do it in front of people and how that relates to how the whole thing works with yeah. other humans. And, you know, like Triple J might, or, you know, any radio or any media company might go, hey, we've found, you know, the here's a new artist. And that kid literally created a demo and yeah. uploaded and he's had it. No and then stage expected to do a gig. Like, I, I've yeah. heard of bands that their very first gig has been, like, quite a big festival. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, which 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 means that they're actually in reality kind of shit. Yeah, not learn how to do it. No, that's hundred percent true. Yeah, you kind of need to you need to take the knocks on the road just to to get your strength up to know how to perform properly. Well, just learn yourself, understand yourself what you're doing. Because it's very who who looks back and says, "Yeah, I was kind of shit hot on my first gig." No one has ever said that ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's very few people that just come out and are. Instant rock stars, they need to build up their confidence a bit on stage and get a bit of presence about yeah. themselves. I mean, the, the Beatles are a great example. They, everybody thinks they hit 
the UK with a bang. Yeah. They played in Ham. They played three thousand shows or whatever, fifteen hundred shows in Hamburg. Yeah. And no one knew who they were in England, and then they went back to England with all of that wealth of knowledge yeah. playing, and that's why they hit it so hard and so well, because they knew exactly what they were doing from doing those shows exactly. in Hamburg. Exactly, yeah. Mm, nice work. There you go. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're going to wrap up this uh, conversation. It has been an absolute pleasure having you um, here with us at RPP. And very excited to have you down the peninsula mm. to play for the Under the Southern Stars Festival on January the 12th. So yeah, we're, we're, looking, gonna, we're all looking forward to coming down and playing. It's going to be you know, a yeah. great event, it's, I think. That's yeah. so good. So maybe we'll get a couple of press passes. We'll go back. We'll get yeah. drunk with you. We'll, It'll be we'll fun. I'll just, just look out for the drunk girl yeah. and I'll come and say hi. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Mum. And I'll be wearing a Wu-Tang clan shirt. Wu-Tang. <laughs> Wu-Tang. <laughs> oh, look, there's Wu-Tang in the chair. <laughs> I knew that would be here. Hi, guys. Oh, that could be yeah. a good yeah. name for us. That's Wu-Tang so and the drunk girl. I love that. I like that. Our mums are really proud. Yeah, they are. But thank you so much. We're going to put up a link on our Facebook page as well for those of you that are wanting to grab some tickets to get down the festival it's incredible and we are so wrapped to have been able to speak with you andy from umi thank you you take care right 98.7 rwpfm that was andy kent it was from umi From UMI. Can you say Andy Kent any more times? I cannot. (laughs) It's just a pause between Andy and Kent. (laughs) That's what you got to do. Time for the gig guide. Yes, let's do the gig guide. Just a nice quick wrap up for this week. Have we got some background? Would you like some sax on my phone? Like Uncle Steve says, the bacon of music. That is sensible. Okay, so tonight, if you were going to ask me where to go, I would tell you to either go. <laughs> I'll tell you, you where to go. If you care at all. Tell us where to go. Go to the sound bar, 8 p.m. Catch Matt Katzis. Catch Matt Katzis. Catch Matt Katzis. Okay. He's sensational. He went to Sandy. Yep. Um, so I know very well he's very awesome. As well as Eric Parker playing at God's Kitchen. EP. We love Eric Parker. We love God's Kitchen. He Get loves there, us. 8.30. He loves us. He does. He bought me my first tambourine. Really? Um, and at the Chelsea Heights tonight, you could see Del Braithwaite and Thirsty Merc from 8pm. That's pretty good. Head to... You could rock out to all three of their songs. That's it. <laughs> I love Thirsty Merc. Yeah. Emancipation of myself, is that the I, song? Yeah. yeah. I know more Thirsty Merc than Daryl, if I'm honest. Okay. Ooh. Well, you are. Ooh. Um, head to their website if you were wanting to get some tickets for that. Um, tomorrow, Saturday the 15th, you could head to the Frankston RSL and see Yellow. 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 I prefer brown. At the Frankston Art Centre, there's the Dolly Show. I don't think it's actually really Dolly Parton. No, probably not. I'm getting a guess. No. But it is a Dolly Show and that's 8pm. Wouldn't it be funny if it's just a kid playing with two dolls? Like, <laughs> oh God, I paid 50 bucks for this. <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah. Um, and also at um, the Canadian Bay Hotel, Michael Painter. He's always From 9 painting p.m. He's a painting man. He loves to paint. And Sunday, if you're wanting to have a Sunday sip anywhere, my suggestion would be probably to get to the Vespa 